Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Instance. This is The Instance episode 461, 641, sorry. Got my numbers backwards there. It is the 18th of June, 2021. I'm Scott Johnson with Garrett Weinzer. Oh, hello, Garrett. I'm still hungover from E3, Scott. How about you? Yeah, baby. I did a lot of E3 coverage and a lot of co-streaming and uh, worried about DMCA strikes the whole time. And it all turned out okay in the end. But uh, if you want to catch some (laughs) of that coverage, I put it all up on the core feed, which is another show I do. If you haven't heard of it, it's all about sort of uh, the video game industry as a whole. And combinations of me, Bo and John did a bunch of sort of live talkovers. We recorded those. They don't exist in video form because of said DMCA threats. So uh, if you've been following all that weirdness, I don't have to get into it too much. But yeah, it's we're going to do a live Nintendo stream, but it would have just been me going F Nintendo, F Nintendo, know, F Nintendo the whole time. You believe actually, I mean, the words out of their statement were, uh, we love it if you do reaction videos, but but don't share any audio or video of what you're reacting to. Hmm. Nintendo. I would, I would love it if uh, Nintendo understood the way the internet works, uh, but <laughs> it's they, never going to happen. We do not. I, I don't know what the disconnect is. It's something to do with you know Japan runs things different than Nintendo of America does. I don't know what the cultural thing is about re- showing game content. It's free advertising. You're literally telling people not to air your commercial is what you're doing because that's what it is. It's just a big long long form commercial, and I don't understand their brains. And I never will. So I love you, Nintendo. Your games shaped me as a human being. I can't wait. Mario Golf can't get into my veins fast enough this month. Like there's a billion reasons I could tell you why I love you. But this ain't one of them, you weirdos. Quit being weird. Don't be weird. All right. Yeah. Nintendo is the internet as my grandmother is to Eminem's music. Oh, my gosh. I didn't. Tell hold on now. Tell me more about that. You just is she just no, out I, of touch I, and she doesn't know. I, I was just trying to think of like the most out of touch example <laughs> I could think of. What is, so if I walked up to your grandmother and said, "Mom, spaghetti," what would she do? What would she? What I'm would actually, pretty, uh, she. Well, I'm sure she'd be alarmed that you just shouted "Mom, spaghetti" with no <laughs> other explanation as to why, or yeah. even making it a full sentence. Yeah, you're you're just ex- expressing contextless things at my grandma. So I'm sure she would be taken aback. What if she looked at me and went, please don't yell at my grandma. Scott. That's what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> well, what if she turned around and went, then the gravity, something with the depravity, what if she just started going off doing some like big, long Eminem riff? How cool would that I'd, be? Uh, it would be extremely cool because it wouldn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I long to meet your grandmother. Um, anyway, I will not yell at her or anyone else, but we will bring you some content today. So before we get going into our big topic today, and we do have one, um, there is a there is the looming date we finally got of uh, June 29th as our as our big release for 9.1, and a lot to say about that and what it means for both con- uh, current and returning players. We'll get to all that in a minute, but. I wanted to mention something that I thought about this week, partly because I've seen all kinds of new engines and, and next-gen game stuff happening in E3, and it was easy to get caught up in some of those new visuals and get a little bit blown away by them. Um, in particular, uh, very particular, I thought that the um, uh, Forza Horizon 5, uh, that looked insane to me, insane amounts of realism. And can I can I tell you the extremely specific Florida man thing yeah. that blew my mind about it? What's that? The palm trees. Oh yeah. <laughs> There's there was like a still shot 
that they lingered on for like a second or two of just a couple palm trees. And dude, that is exactly what real palm trees look like. It looked like video. I thought it was a photo. Yeah, I did too. I saw some moving leaves and a little bit of rustling. And I thought, oh, they've got, they're just showing us location like info to say, here's where we, you know, here's where we spent yeah, a bunch of time. And then a Bugatti comes screaming through at 200 miles an hour. Yeah. You're like, oh, oh this hey. is in game. Holy shit. And then they did, there was a lot made out of like cactus needles and how each one was rendered and all that. Um, if you get it past was a good all of flex that. too, because like it's so expected, like oh, you can make cars look good. Congratulations! Like no mofos, we're gonna show you the land first, then we'll get to the cars. yeah. The cars looked amazing, but the land, oh my gosh, the environments were crazy. So that was just one, and I've seen some other stuff lately. In particular, I've been doing a playthrough of Resident Evil Eight Village, and the WoW brain in me, the World of Warcraft brain in me, says, "Man, this engine is so cool," and it is. That RE engine has gotten gone places. And it looks really good in this new game. Uh, there are times in that game where you're in like catacombs and, you know, dungeony spaces, uh, long sort of rock tunnel type stuff with weird flickering lights on the walls and all this. And yes, some of that's, you know, enhanced by ray tracing or whatever, but there's some stuff like that going on. But while I'm in those spaces, my brain goes, just imagine if this is what a modern World of Warcraft looked like or a Warcraft game of some kind. Imagine me walking through there, some hunched over orc, because I like the orcs, unlike you, you'd be some lame human or an elf or whatever with ears. It's fine. You can oh, do what well, you want. Excuse me. Excuse yeah. me. You can do whatever you want. It's, fine. it's totally fine. I don't judge, except for I said they were lame. Anyway, they're not lame. They're mm, fine. Cool, cool. Hey, I'm, I'm, being, I'm an elf tomorrow, by the way, on There Will Be Dungeons, oh, just okay. FYI. Oh, yeah, so, that's right. I was going to ask your, your class. Keep your elf racism at home. Yeah, everybody tune in tomorrow, uh, 2 p.m. Mountain, uh, for our edition of There Will Be Dungeons. Garrett is guest starring with us today, or that day, and I'm pretty excited to see your whole thing. I'm very excited. Anyway, uh, I get in these environments, and I'm immediately, my, my feeling almost always goes to, Jeez, I wish we had a Warcraft game like this, or actually any Blizzard game like this. But give me, give me that kind of milieu, that kind of, um, you know, Skyrim potential in terms of size and scope, but the fidelity of what we can do today. Because when I go back into WoW, I just go, oh yeah, right, we're kind of in cartoon land here, and it's fine. You know, I'm not looking for ultra realism. I still want my 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 uh, stylization, but you can do that in these environments. It's not like they make it so you have to do all you know mannequins and stuff. But I always get that feeling. I get the same thing this week when I was testing out Chivalry 2, which is a beautiful game. Most of what happens in that game is outdoors, and those outdoor environments made me go, oh, this would be like the Highlands somewhere where, you know, I don't know, there's some uh, torrent up on a hill with a horn going, like I could just see it. And then like Valheim is another good example of a game that kind of looks crusty, but the environments in it are beautiful. Like, I guess what I'm just saying is every day that ticks by is another day that we don't have a Warcraft property, whether it's wow or a single player game or anything else that looks like that, man. That's what I, I want. I don't know if chivalry too. Is that just a game that where it simulates holding the door for old ladies? Uh, like, what are you kind of the opposite. It's like, Dudes with it's a melee focused game, although there are archers in it, but it's class based. It's multiplayer and it's all about. Uh, so imagine the Middle Ages, just a scrum of uh, uh, yeah, okay, I'm people all right fighting now. and hacking each other's heads off and slicing arms off and all of that. That's that's the game. It's interesting. I don't I don't look at this and think World of Warcraft like for a second. This is like such a literal, realistic depiction of everything. Yeah, but I kind of want. I guess what I'm saying is, environmentally speaking, forget about characters, like forget about character models and all of that. 
still apply. Basically, what I'm asking for is a world that matches their cinematics. So make the orcs mm, look as okay. good as they all look right. in cinema. Does that make more sense? So like that. All right, I'm on board with you. I'm on board. Because if you're the, like, make it look like all those unreal recreations that get posted to Polygon on a slow news day, I go, no, they all look boring and generic. Yeah, that I'm not They don't look about. like, wow. Yeah, what I what I like about those, I, I will, I will, I'm in favor of those walkthrough videos only because environmentally, that is what I'm talking about. But. No, no. Okay. Game wise. Off again. All right. But game wise and character wise, <laughs> go like you do in the cinematics. But I want those worlds to be detailed and chunky and beautiful and, 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 and unending and just this giant environment. That's what I want. Right now, when I log into WoW, I feel like I'm playing. I'm, it just feels like I'm playing a game that's like a, you know, light on everybody's system. It always has been, I know, but just kind of a, uh, a, a, a motif that is, that never really stretches past any of that. And when I think maybe I, uh, it's When time. I log into the game right now, it's even uglier because I'm logging into BC Classic. Oh, yeah, you're playing a lot of BC Classic, yeah. are you? Hmm. Yeah. Well, when I say a lot, yeah. what does that mean? How much is a lot? What are you playing? Uh, well, I'm not playing any retail. So by comparison, 100% more BC Classic. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that's 100% more than I'm playing of any of it right now. So you're doing better than me. <laughs> um, anyway, just a thought, just a, con- a, a, a thing I've been thinking about. And if you guys can uh, commiserate, send me your emails and tell me why, or, you know, what game makes you get in and go, Oh, wow. Look like this, dude, that'd be great. And there's a ton of them. Like you could go back as far as, I don't know, dragon age inquisition or freaking for other fantasy settings and just substitute characters and animation and stuff for the quality we see in blizzard cinematics. But give me those kinds of environments. Holy shit. I'd be so into it. Congratulations goes out to Taron Gregory. You know him at the Blizzard uh, team as the dude what brings you all the awesome uh, cinematics, especially the in-game ones. And uh, he's been there for a long time now. Really cool dude. Always been really uh, reached out to the community all the time. Whenever we do anything at BlizzCon, he'd show up to that stuff. He's just the nicest dude in the world. And I'm happy to hear that he has now been graduated up to a full member of the dev team. And I don't know exactly what that means in terms of what he will do, but he's part of the main crew now um, and not just like a little separate side thing where they get all their animation done. He's going to do something directly with the dev team now and what that translates into, I don't know, but I'm not sure I've met anybody with more wide eyed passion than that guy. Uh, so hats off and grats to Taryn. What do you think he'll do there? Do you think he'll, he'll, uh, I mean, I don't know. It's now a design capacity, right? He's going to say more about yeah, what the game I, does. So. Th- th- that's my my understanding. If he's if he's becoming a full on developer, I mean, we saw uh, you know same thing happened with Celestalon. Celestalon is now a dev over on Hearthstone. Yeah, that's right. And Celestalon's like making cards. Yeah. <laughs> like he's designing the game. Um, so I, I don't know what form it'll take. I find it hard to believe that Taron Gregory will not be still directing cinematics. Mm-hmm. Maybe more. It feels inter- like in a, it's in the man's blood. Yeah, it might be a more integrated uh, kind of thing for him now. Like maybe it's the same sort of thing, but they're going to make it more part of the the true structure of the game. Like instead of like I like I noticed in the in the current build of Shadowlands, there are a lot of moments that are not either pre-rendered or in-game, but rendered and then played like a video. There are actual in-game, lots of in-game moments. And those are look better. They look better than they ever have before. There's still some, you know, mouth sinking issues and all that stuff. But for the most part, that stuff is, you know, leaps and bounds better than it used to be. If I had to guess, they're going to figure out ways to make that stuff really shine moment to moment. 
so that you're not pre-rendering a lot of this out or pumping out pre-scripted stuff, that you'll have things happen in-game that look more natural in the moment, that feel like you're just flowing right into it and out of it. And who better to help you do that than him? Is my thinking. So... Uh, yeah, yeah. The things are never so like one to one simple. Like one person tends to not make that big of a wave. But I would certainly say if you're someone like you are Scott that you know wants some higher fidelity yeah, shenanigans in your World of Warcraft, that <laughs> the, the dude responsible for the cinematics we get excited about becoming part of the actual development team probably bodes well for that. Yeah, it seems pretty good. Now I kind of just brushed over this pretty quickly, but um, anything happened at E3 where you were like, oh man. Can't wait for that. I know you're a big uh, uh, Yeah, fan, man. But. I saw a Bethesda trailer that actually looked like a game made in the last 20 years. It was nice. <laughs> that um, was in engine too. So, you know. I am not like, Liz, oh man, like I've got a long history of like talking smack about how ugly Bethesda's games are. I am not used to seeing a Bethesda trailer and thinking, wow, that looks good. Starfield looks good, man. It does. That, that's a yeah. pretty looking trailer. And I like how, um, I like how really tactile and like realistic space travel they're going with it can i thank um, you for this a little bit because everyone i talk to wants to complain about that trailer john's like all about ah they didn't show anything it's just freaking bleh. they didn't really tell us what it's, it's about a bethesda game. what do you expect like you know exactly what that game is going to be it's a bethesda it's a titular bethesda title yeah. you're gonna go do bethesda e things what do they what do they need to show you I, skyrim in space they even they even use that phrasing plus they don't um, do anything you know until the, the final years when they do it anyway this thing's not coming out till 11 11 22 <laughs> they'll show it six months ahead that's yeah. the first taste of it you'll get anyway yeah what i needed to see was that bethesda was actually putting some effort into their visuals and that's exactly what i got to see and you know everyone's different i guess right like at yeah. the end of the day i'm not like I, I'm feeling a little impassioned, a little emboldened because sure. I'm like, oh, for the love of God, finally! Yeah. Like I don't, I'm not looking at styrofoam trees. Um, yeah, it's yeah. kind of what the trees in ESO look like to me. But yeah. um, a little bit. Yeah, they're just little. You're like, not wrong. I, I photographic agree. textures someone... on pretty low poly models. It just doesn't really. <laughs> yeah, I haven't really having played. Uh, I think the game, you know, has continually gotten better looking as well. But there's certain. It, like wow or anything else there's stuff that's like artifacty from early builds and it's just a little bit off yeah. like those trees are a little yeah. Off. yeah yeah but it, yeah it, for me it like did exactly what i needed it to do and just as a whole like again everyone everyone just got punched in the teeth with 2020 yeah, yeah. everyone this is not we've said it here a million times it is not a blizzard it's not a world of warcraft specific occurrence that the pandemic has slowed down development right. this is happening everywhere except yeah, hearthstone the board. apparently yeah and a lot of uh Although even even hearthstone freaking mercenaries was supposed to be out by now and that's not out yet little teams little indie teams seem to be doing okay um yeah that makes sense they were already flexible. working this way right so the, the thing is the hearthstone's team is not little and it ain't indie no that's true <laughs> it's a pretty sizable team now that's true um but yeah they, they they've at least they've kept up with their cadence of of constructed and and battlegrounds updates the only thing that seems to have really been noticeably affected over there is is to release that new game mode oh right yeah that's a thing uh by the yeah. way you can't even say the word cadence without me being sad about htc and uh heroes getting less development well well hey word. man we just got a new patch it's only been three weeks over it's there true. In heroes of the storm it's still so, it's still like in a way in a weird way it's that- the most it's the most updated game on their roster. I don't understand why. I but. think Hearthstone still technically beats it out for 2021, but I think it's nipping at the heels of yeah. Hearthstone for the most updated Blizzard game of 2021. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, Diablo 2 got a lot of showing at the event from different 
showcases. That thing's coming to everything. So um, if you thought it was just a PC redo um, for Resurrected, you would be wrong. It's coming to Switch and uh, both consoles, all the consoles. Yeah, it got a lot of love at E3. Yeah, more than I expected. Uh, Didn't see that coming. However, uh, wait, did we get a date? Hold on. Hold on, you for guys. yes, we did for Diablo Immortal or Diablo Two. Sorry, Diablo Two Resurrected. Um, resurrected. Yeah, did we get one? Um, yes, we September. did. Uh, September twenty third, twenty twenty one. Coming right. out the end of this September, Scott. You're gonna be able to avoid talking to your weird uncle at Thanksgiving by playing Diablo Two <laughs> Resurrected on your Switch. Not a problem. I'm happy to avoid him. Um, yeah, I'm weird. Oh, and they showed some clips of some of the, the cinematics that looked like they had been tweaked and redone like they promised. And it was very short and very brief, but they look good. Uh, I think they may come through on that promise of actually improving all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm glad you brought that. Up. I, we, we should have invited Kyle on today to get his thoughts on this. because yeah. That was like he, he said himself, his words, the make or break for him was if they actually held true to that promise. And then you brought it up multiple times, both on when we did our BlizzCon live stream, but also I think the following instance. Yeah. And I told both of you, I was like, listen, they already lied to us once. They, they, they know they can't do it again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So in a way, but in that a way, being said, yeah, go ahead. Those cinematics look amazing. What no, they showed at E3. They did. It was brief, but it looked great. Like I'm super. Oh jazzed. my god! The, the Tyrael when the when the the door the, yeah. he comes into the gateway, the, yeah. the archway, whatever the hell you call it. Oh my god! <laughs> no, it looked really good. It looked really good. And I'm telling you, we're all going to be glad one day that Warcraft Three Reforged was such a bomb because I feel like that almost needed to happen in that horrible way so that they could go, ooh, can never do that again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they kind of had it's, to taste the the bottom of that barrel before they ever let it go empty again. And, I got it. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I haven't played it yet, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I, I think I'm, I'm already ready to eat crow yeah. on Diablo two. Cause when they started showing the trailers at E3, cause like, I don't know. I wasn't really like braced for it. Like it just, I was just kind of like half paying attention. I'm like looking and they did like the wipe where it's like, old graphics, new graphics for a half second. I didn't even like think about what I was looking at. I was like, damn, that looks really good. Holy shit. It's Diablo (laughs) two resurrected. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to eat my hat. Cause I actually think this looks kind of good. It was, I don't know. I think it's just like, I had my guard down and it was, I was, I didn't have my like analytical brain on and I, and I, I wasn't thinking about like Warcraft three and, yeah, there's just some some about it where like I the more and more I see of it, the more and more it's like chipping away at the guard that I have up for yeah. another Blizzard remake. Um it's starting to position itself much more uh, on like the the Tony Hawk remake side of things than the Warcraft 3 remake side of things. Yeah, and um ironically which, same which to, to, team. <laughs> in case anyone doesn't know, I love the Tony Hawk remake. <laughs> yeah, and the develop, the developers who made that remake got acquired by Activision Blizzard and they're making the Diablo Resurrected remake, so uh everything comes in full circle. Also, if you had to eat your hat, it wouldn't be that bad as you're wearing a hat that says donut. Look right there. No, it doesn't mean it tastes like a donut. Oh, well, never mind then. I assumed you were wearing a pastry based hat today and uh I guess I was wrong. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, cool stuff out of E3. All that stuff looks good. Um, I wanted to show one thing off before we get to our topic. Thank you for indulging me, everybody at home. I'm going to pull this up and show everybody. My good pal, <laughs> I pulled it out of my pocket like inventory in a while. Uh, my good pal, Nicole Spagnolo is a uh, quilt master, basically. If she was in an MMO, she would run, she would corner the market on this p- profession. Um, 
without me knowing about it and with the help of my wife and a whole bunch of co-host friends and other friends in the industry or in the industry around the Blizzard space, uh, including someone in Blizzard on the cinematics team, uh, people at Jinx of all places, donated a whole bunch of uh, old and new uh, Blizzard shirts. And some of these are mine. So like this Tyrael one is me, uh, was mine. This one of uh, this, this Tracer one is my shirt. I wondered, I kind of wonder where my shirts were going, but I didn't question it too much because this was a couple of months ago. My wife did it, but this thing is just covered in world of Warcraft, Starcraft, uh, Blizzard in general. One of them's a BlizzCon uh, staff oh, shirt. Like uh, that's so cool. It's just this giant, awesome, comfortable quilt made of all of these old Warcraft shirts. I'm, and I'm he, say it's made of old T-shirts, so you know it's like comfy. Yeah, super comfy. <laughs> and it's a couple of fans. And the, I... the for example, there's a we have a doctor who listens, Doctor Jerry Tolbert, who um, came to BlizzCon a couple of times and actually hugged me at BlizzCon wearing the shirt that is now on this. All these years later. So, oh, look, a Hearthstone shirt that didn't fit me anymore because I'm fat now. I have that shirt, and yep. it still, yeah, that, that one still fits. Man, I want one now because I've got quite a few shirts that don't fit anymore or are just kind of disintegrating. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty dude, crazy. Um, you know what one, like, is really special to me is What's the, um, I don't know if it's on there, but the uh, the blue Heroes of the Storm community shirt. I'm looking. From the 2.0 Summit. I'm worried there aren't any heroes things on here, which would bum me. That's the one that's making me sad because it's it's starting to like tear at the seams. Oh no! Yeah, you don't want that. Oh look at this! My Lich King shirt. My Lich King shirt lives on in the in the form of a thing. And then uh, check this out. There's a BlizzCon crew shirt in here. That's the backside of the crew shirt. Yeah, the front side's the little logo, and the backside is the big one. Yeah. So this would have been that's awesome. Last year, I think. Anyway. Nicole, it's oh, so cool. I, 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 I need just, to put an order in. You can't even <laughs> want one. That's you can't so even sick. buy this one anymore. I got this in like 07. How big is your sack? <laughs> how big is your sack the, shirt? So do I've got anymore. a. Do you want to hear my story about the how big is your yeah. sack shirt? Because it yeah. ties into the instance. Yeah, go. This had this was an early BlizzCon. This was I don't know maybe whatever year they didn't take off 2012 2013. I think it was my first BlizzCon. Uh, like after like you knew who I was and I wasn't just like the creepy fan. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you'll always be the creepy fan. Don't worry. It'll always be. Like oh, it gl- gl- good. I don't want anyone to take that title from me, but we were, we were, I think we were talking, what year did you do the Diablo? The first time you ever did like the Diablo, like with the circular couches, like the hangout chat. Oh, uh, at um, uh, what year was that? Tw- uh, I want to say that was 12 or something. 12. No, but 12, was talking, there, was like, no, there was no BlizzCon 12, so it would have been 13. It must have been 13, because yeah. we had come over to watch that, and like, because Tom was there too, this one of the days that Tom Merritt went, and so afterwards we were all like just hanging out and talking, and Randy had shown up, who was working BlizzCon that year, and uh, he he was just like, oh, hey, wait a minute, he like went behind a curtain, he just had a bunch of old freaking Blizzard t-shirts, he was like, who wants one, and that I, I have a how big is your sack World of Warcraft t-shirt. Oh, nice. It's because Randy was like, yeah, we've got extras, they're super old, we can't, we can't yeah. do anything with them. They didn't want to push, the, they didn't want to put those on the store either, I, uh, I was told, because they were, you know, some people saw them as little lewd or whatever, but I was, I've always treasured mine, and now I'll yeah, have it forever. I've, I've gone out of my house wearing that one without thinking before, and like people at the Publix grocery store, kind of giving me raised eyebrows oh, yeah. i'm like what and i look down I'm like oh, oh yeah, okay. right i guess that is it's a little off color <laughs> it has a whole thing on the back though where it shows the full inventory 
and then yeah, it's all slotted yeah. out. So you have to kind of get both paneled before you realize that you're not just gross. Well, I think you also have to play World of Warcraft to understand what, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> what the point. interface yeah. even is. That's a really I good really point. like it because it's a super nerdy interface yeah. shirt. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it's awesome. Yeah. You got some old UI on there. Um, also, the I should say this. The inside is all lined with these little arcade machines. Um, and so she just knows my she just knows me, man. I'd love man, this Nicole thing so much. like one of my favorite people. She is one of the best people on the planet, and I'm really grateful for this. And I'm going to throw it over there so I remember to take it up when we're done. All right. Well, that was fun. Now this. Our big discussion today. We have a date with 9.1. Oh, yeah. It's this month. It's the 29th. That's coming up. That's faster than you all think. Um. But not as fast as you would have liked. (laughs) No, maybe not as fast as you wanted. Again, given the pandemic and all those reasons, we get it. Uh, It's okay. I think this is this exceeds or maybe ties with Warlord's third uh, patch content drop in terms of how Um, much time has passed. Right. Do I have that right? Our illustrious uh, friends, Tini, did the math on this one. And so 9.0 is going to have lasted for 218 days. Oh, my Lord. All oh. of World Lord Lords of Draenor's content was out after 223 days. Yeah, that's a big, that's so, a bigger difference. Yeah, though. it's going to be what three days short of yeah. all of Draenor. All now, of Draenor. Granted, Draenor also had the fewest amounts of updates, or no, it tied with BFA. Right, BFA I and the BFA Draenor only had a point one and a point two, and yep. so did Draenor. Um, but uh, I think it's I think it's also worth pointing pointing out that like I don't know about you, Scott, but I think I like Shadowlands, what I've already experienced more than Draenor in its entirety. So yeah, I'm giving it a pass that way. Also, Draenor's 6.1 patch was barely a patch. It wasn't much. I mean, look, if I'm counting the early questing experience, I really enjoyed Draenor. I know you didn't, but I enjoyed that. But I didn't enjoy it as much as I enjoyed the questing in Shadowlands. So even then, it's still not not as good. But the long tail on Draenor, oof, oof. Rough times, um, you know. Yeah the the six point two tail I I think is like close to how long we've been stuck at nine point oh. Yeah, I, I need to do the. I need to run the numbers on that. Don't yeah. don't quote me on that. That's just me looking at a an infographic made by Taliesin. So Garrett, I don't know. Garrett, we'll do the math and we'll uh, we'll let you guys know. Yeah, I don't know how accurate that is. <laughs> if you do my math, you'll never be accurate. Um. Anyway, so this is uh this is happening. It's coming, and it's called Chains of Domination. We all knew that. But I have serious and real questions about whether or not people who fell off early in Shadowlands are going to be as compelled to come back. And um, I think it's a real question. It's a question for me. Like, what about this patch am I sold on what will bring me full bore back into the game? If you've been playing consistently and are still in every day doing your stuff, well, you're ready for it. You're ready to just dive right into the next gated story content. You're going to be right into everything. It's all just going to be laid out there for you, almost like getting a new expansion. You're just going to hit the ground running. But if you played the game through leveling, got a little ways into your renown, you know, kind of got going with the covenants and all that, and then you just kind of fell off for whatever reason. There's a bunch of you out there with different reasons. Um, is it as compelling for you to return on the 29th? What will you actually get to do on day one? And the answer to that may be, we'll get to this more in a minute, but the, the answer to that may be not a ton. You're kind of going to be put right back where you were. And yes, you'll have access to the new zone and some other things, but you're going to mostly be in a place where 
You've got to continue to unlock things to ungate your story, to move to the next level of it, and then continue down the story path. That stuff doesn't just poof, go away like it would if this was a brand new expansion and you can just sort of start fresh. Um, That, I think, is potentially an issue and a problem. But before we get into that question and go too deep with it, here's what you're actually going to get on the day. You get the new zone. Coritha. Coritha? Coritha. Are we saying it right? Corthia. Okay, Corthia. I've never quite done it right, I don't think. Uh, The new zone of Corthia will have new quests for players in terms of the story. The new zone has appeared uh, because the primary antagonist of Shadowlands, the Jailer, pulled the zone into his domain, the Maw. Uh, Hence the chains and all that. Uh, You got the new raid, Sanctum of Domination, although that is not happening on day one. So we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, So that's coming. We're going to fight Sylvanas, ultimately. Uh, New Mega Dungeon, Tazavesh, I believe I'm saying it right. The Veiled Market, set to essentially be a high-stakes heist involving powerful artifacts from Azeroth. The Mega Dungeon is designed around being an exotic bazaar rather than a bizarre erotic. No, wait. Anyway, forget I said that. I'm sorry, what now? I don't even know. Uh, moving on, uh, Shadowlands flying. You'll be able to fly around Shadowlands. That's coming with us as well, uh, around the Covenant Zones. Bastion, Maldraxxus, Arden, Ardenweald, and Revendreth, of course. In the new update, unlocking flyer flying it requires fulfilling certain requirements, which largely involve around gaining reputation with factions and exploring the map. So again, that's an important one to remember because you're not going to be able if you if you fell off, you know, toward the toward the latter part of the early part of this launch. You may be annoyed that you're not going to fly for a while because you got to still unlock all that rep and potentially story gated stuff, which means you got to play. You got to play the game. You've had 218 days. So I don't weep for you. <laughs> You've had a lot of. I mean, <clears throat> we'll get we'll get to that. I think Garrett Garrett and I spoke pre-show, and I think he has a point, but we'll get to that. All right, Mythic Plus and Dungeons season or Mythic Plus Dungeons season two starts. I know a lot of people. That's all they wait for, and they, and guess what, everyone, it's here. Uh, that is the other major activity in here, and it will kick off its second season, bringing with it new scoring system and a new keystone affix, Tormented, it's called. Okay, um, real quick, just for those who are wondering why, why that raid is not happening that day, that's not always, that's usually the case, but I'll, uh, in this particular case, um, no, normally what happens is like normal and heroic hit day one, but this is now happening on July 6th, and then you get the first wing with Raid Finder on the 13th, and mythic difficulties then as well. That's for the Tarog, the Tarog, the Eye of the Jailer, and the Nine. Those are the those are the, uh, the three encounters you're going to get there on the 27th. You get Raid Wing Finder Two, which will give you Soul Render Dors Dormazane, Remnant of the Nerzul, and Painsmith Raznal. That's a great name. I I'm not going to help you with any of these. This is so entertaining. I want to be a Painsmith one day. That's what I'm saying. You want to be a painsmith. When I get older, when I it grow up. It sounds like a generic Metallica. You're wearing your Metallica t-shirt. It's like, I, I want a, I want a painsmith t-shirt. <laughs> painsmith. Best album they ever made. Um, let's see. It's, it's, it's at CVS pharmacy. On It's on, it's right next to the Metallica. It says compare to. Oh, it's I see. Lower price. I see. Yeah. You want to, we need to know what your pain level is before we can prescribe any painsmith. Uh, let's see, August 10th, Raid Wing Finder 3, where you get Guardian of the First Ones, Fate Scribe, Rogue, Hello, Kalo, and Kel'Thuzad. And then on the 24th, Raid Finder Wing 4, which includes the lady herself, Sylvanas Rinrunner. All right, so that's that's your raid plan for all of that. Now, back to the core question here. For current players, you just keep going. You hop in, you go. You play, you do what you got to do, you continue from where you are, you're stoked, you're ready, you never quit. Returning players, 
It's where things get a little complicated. If you're not up to speed on everything, you're renowned, for example. And how do you get renowned? You got a quest and you got to do it every day and you can only do so much per day because then you run out and then the next day you got to come back and do those things again. All of that stuff, you're kind of starting back a ways in the game, kind of where you left off. And it's a little bit of a big ask for Blizzard to say, again, this is just a hypothetical statement. We're going to argue whether it is true or not. But they're basically saying, hey, give me 15 bucks. Come back to the point where you were bored and now do the stuff you didn't want to do so you can get to the things you might want to do. That's the proposition, okay, for those people. Um, And you may see it differently, but that's one way of looking through it. I think this is kind of a problem um, because you're still going to get some of that content. You're going to get the new zone, all that sort of stuff. But your story progression, your game progression, all the things that Warcraft is now is at a standstill. You are at whatever locked portion you were at. And it is on you to now make up for, for lost time. And, you know, again, pay 15 bucks to do it. Um, this is why I think it's a problem. And other MMOs have to deal with this. We'll talk about those in a minute. But Garrett, counterpoint. Why is that the wrong way to look at this? Because I feel like you think it might be the wrong way to look at it. Uh, because I think the only thing you're barred from, if you haven't been keeping up, is flying. Like, full stop. You're not barred from the new zone. You're not barred from the new raid. Um, you want to go to the new zone. It's a quest line right when, like, day one this drops. You go get your quest and you get your butt to Corthia. Right. Um, so the only thing you're really behind on, you know, besides all sorts of other things, you know, if you're behind on professions or whatever, that that's on you. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> but yeah, different um, the only thing that, like, if, if you got bored with keeping up with your renown and you don't, like the only thing you're really behind on is eventually unlocking your flying. You're going to have to take renown even further, even if you currently have it capped. So, you know, I'm capped on renown. It doesn't matter. I'm still not getting flying day one. There's going to be additional renown levels. And we're going to work through it as we quest in Corthia and continue our, our uh, covenant campaigns. Right. Um, so you're just going to be behind on that. Um, but nothing's keeping you out of the new zone. Nothing's keeping you out of the new raid. You um, are locked in yeah. your, you are locked in story gating though. So like if you're only at a certain part of your covenant story, you're not going to, there's no leapfrog in that. And that includes anything that may have to continue well, in, in Corthia, okay. right? I mean, that's, that's pretty, all you had to do was play the game. Like ah, an hour see, there we week. go. There it is. There's the, no, statement. no, no. But like, like, it's not even like the, the, I'm, I'm usually with you on the, ah, grinds. Ah, this is literally asking you to do like a, a small quest line per week per, I don't even, it, it's not even a max renown. It's like right. the, you're, you run out of quests before you're done with renown. And so to me, I, I look at that and go like, Oh, I'm so mad that Mass Effect made me play the whole game before I could play the ending. It's just like, well, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, how, okay, but you don't feel that way about an expansion, do you? Do you? Do you? Do you think people should? Uh, let's say somebody bought, I don't know. Let's say somebody bought Warlords and they played the first initial quest stuff, and then they just kind of gave up. They're like, I don't like garrisons. I don't, don't want to play this anymore. They unsub and they're done. Legion comes along, and they're like, Ooh, Legion, I'm back in. Uh, should they be allowed to do that <laughs> or should they have to go, I'll go back to Legion do, or uh, go back to Warlords, do everything there first. And then I can go play this expansion. Like, cause that's kind of what you're suggesting shouldn't happen, but that is what happens I, with expansions. Why I'm not with patches? Pause and say, I actually don't know what the hell happens if you're not caught up on your covenant campaign. Does uh, it confirm that you're boned? <laughs> from well, going I, know, to I know you don't get certain end. story beats without, 
you know, without there's, there's a big difference though between I don't know what's going on and I can't go do the new content. Well, that's I'm trying true. to figure out yeah. like no, can, are we barred from new content? I don't know if that's if that's the case. No, I think you're is right. The there's case? no there's nothing in Corthia we can't go do. Um, that I know of. I mean, there may be something tied to your your covenant campaign that you can only do out there, but and then you would, but that would only be with this patch anyway, right? Um, but but so yeah, you can go out there and start doing your thing. Whether or not it's going to be harder because you're not geared right or whatever, that's another issue in question. The last expansion had that. Um, what was the the two new zones? Um, okay, it looks like back on the name. May 11th, lead game designer Morgan Day confirmed that there will be a catch-up system for Renown getting you to Renown 40 in patch 9.1, which I believe is the end of the questing portion of okay. Renown. So that's... This I, the current cap is 50, I believe. Um so that's their. Looked that's at it in the, so long, I don't remember. That's their method, but. though, right? That's their plan: is to say, "Hey, we've got some catch up," and maybe that pro- that probably just means you're going to get more renown than you used to. They've upped the renown. Oh, Forty is the cap. Okay, so never mind. Yeah. So so yeah, and plus you can get renown a lot faster. Yeah. Um, and that's I like it, that. I appreciate just, that. That goes a long way to sort of uh, address the question I'm that I have about all of this, which is, you know, what are your mechanics to give people a chance to catch up without feeling like they're just back doing what they left for in the first place. Now, somebody in the chat said, look, if you didn't like the content of 9.0, you're not going to like the content of 9.1. Like, what are you even doing? And that's possible, I, I suppose. But a lot of people just take time off because they're taking time off. They're like, oh, I've had it for a while. I'm a little burned out or whatever. I just need something new to do in the game. And, you know, I'm, I'm just for less barriers to do those things. And, 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 and you know, Corthia being there, is great. But once you kind of get to a daily routine in Corthia, then you may be at the same boat again and go, well, I, now there's not as much for me to do. And so Blizzard may say, Hey, remember that thing we told you about where you can take, uh, you can level alts in, um, the tower. And we all go, yeah. And they say, Oh, well, here it is in a, in a patch 1.2 or whatever. And then we all get super stoked about that concept, which I would be really stoked about, by the way, I'm saying this cause I want it. Um, I mean, those are ways to get people back in. But I guess what I'm saying is you would think it would behoove Blizzard to make it as easy for returning players to come back as possible to maximize your subscriptions. Well, if there is a true catch up to 40, then there is. They have done that. Right. Okay. Well, then you're right. They have. So coming into this, I I thought you were mostly hung up on on flying. uh, No, not so much. I would have I would have dug deeper and researched a little more because I I don't know exactly what happens day if if day one you go in and you you were renowned like twenty eight like I don't know what happens yeah well I um, assume you have to earn the rest of your renown and they've and they've bumped up how much renown you get because they boosted it for catch up reasons that's my yeah that's what I would assume based on the information we have um, but, but again, yeah if, you're if not there was a, a confirmation last month uh, that there's going to be a catch up system then there's going to be a catch up system yeah. And, and whatever that is and however that manifests itself, I think that's a wise thing to do. I guess what I'm saying is for things like flying. I mean, flying is not the ultimate reason for me to want to play again. What I want to play again is the moment-to-moment engagement. And right now, I'm not feeling it. 9.1 may change that for me. But in the place where I'm not feeling it is in the middle of a, a covenant campaign where I'm just a little bit like I don't, I'm not as interested as I was in this covenant campaign, so I'm pulling out for a while. And now, I now that I start that. to now that I start to agree with you with um, 
I'm sure a good portion of my personal feelings here are brought on by the fact that we've just waited so damn long for this. Yeah. Um, but like we got, we got our, we finally got our 9.1 release date. And I'm kind of just like, eh, that's nice. I'm going <laughs> to go back to kill some hellboard. Like, are you, uh, I mean, are you okay? So that, so let me ask you this. Are you, so being relatively steeped in classic, does any of this make you go, well, that'll change on the 29th. See a classic. I'm back to the, Back to swinging the bat over here. Like, how much? I, I, I don't know. I've I've definitely gone directions. I've, I've I've had this happen before, where I'm just like, eh, I'm done, man. I'm out, and then I'll come back like a month into like what you do with Nagitar, man. Like yeah. I remember because that was like pretty early on to my yeah. days in the instance when you were like, it was like two months later. You're like. Dude, I finally went to Nagitar. It's amazing. Yeah, and I'm I just sitting here like, yeah. that's what I've been telling you, Scott. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you even came but, around on Mechagon a little bit. Or not Mechagon. I did. I did. It turns out if you actually just played Mechagon and, and you unlocked a lot more to do, it became way more interesting. Yeah, um, but fair point. I still think they could have made it look a lot more interesting. Like, yeah, I like the motif, but we've, we've been through this argument. I have I have a Mad Max problem. I can't help it. I think I think you could have kept the Mad Max motif and still had like a. I wanted a big crate. Like I know that's what the dungeon was was like the super city thing, but mm-hmm. you could have had that like in the middle, like uh, a Morton Joe's like tower situation. It's a fair. I would have been super into that. It's a fair point. Uh, instead, you just kind of had it. Anyway, <laughs> that does tie into I think another thing besides the weight that is playing a part of my nine point one. Not give a cares. Um, and it's just like Corthia just looks like more ma. Yeah, more ma. And I, there's nothing. Corthia is not registering on my hype meter. Um, no, I mean I, I like that there's more, but um, the ma is by design a horrible place, and <laughs> in some in some ways it encourages you not to kind of want to be there. His eyes get his eye gets worse as you're there. Uh, you can't mount for to save your life unless you're a certain class or you, you know, well, that's, that's stuff. all getting, getting, that's all getting tweaked. Getting I know, but there's this, there has always been active reasons built into the game that were like, well, you can be here and do your things cause you need them, but get the H out of here as soon as you can. Like that's the game t- tells you that on multiple fronts. And so some of that's going away, but I still don't know what's going to compel me to spend a lot more time in the Maw slash Corthia, which looks like the Maw. Um, but it looks like the mob with 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 trees, crappy trees, uh, dying trees. I guess is a better way to put it. Dying it looks trees looks like the yeah. mob with dying trees. Yeah, a little bit. Like it's it's ma, it's ma adjacent. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and that's fine. Uh, quite literally, it is it is chained adjacently to the mall. And I'm sure there are players who are like stoked about more of that. I'm not. I'm not trying to make a judgment call across. the I believe board. they're stoked for ma of that. Yeah, a ma of that exactly. <laughs> they can't get. Yeah. <laughs> They love their ma. There you go. That's that's sort of a, they love their moms as well, but their ma's who they really care about. Um, Whiskey Jack in the chat room says gray, 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 blue, gray, gray, gray. Yeah, <laughs> that's 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 what Corthia looks like to me. Yeah, I just zones and art. It's a big reason I play World of Warcraft. And it's a big reason I don't play Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the art doesn't really do much for me. Right. World of Warcraft's art does. Um, new <sighs> new zones do new continents really really do um yeah but corthia it just seems a little small scope yeah and and visually it's not it hasn't differentiated itself enough from the maw to get me excited 
Uh, it looks a lot to me. It looks like more of the same is my TLDR. It does. It also feels like it's a little, don't you think it's a little, well, you, you basically said it, but it just feels a little safe in that scope. It's, it's them saying, all right, we're in a weird, we're in a pandemic development environment. We got to build out more content, but we need to do it in a way that's not going to mean months and months of testing because of potential issues we're creating with verticality or a million other reasons why new content complicates the systems. So what if it was just us pulling a big chunk of earth <laughs> to the other chunk of earth we already have, and it's not going to differentiate itself that much from that previous chunk. And then we're safe. We're safe to do lots of neat things in it, but we don't have to overcomplicate our, our development pipeline with two zones that are totally different than each other with like massively different kind of quest systems and the way that they did with uh, the last two uh, or, or uh, um, Mechagon and the other one, Najnatar. Um, that to me feels like what this is. This is, we are, we are getting, yeah. we are not, it doesn't mean we're not getting their best work because I think we, we probably still are, but we're getting, we're getting a taste of them um, running interference for themselves. Just a little bit of carefulness on the side of like, you know, it's just, we don't want to go too crazy with this content because if we do, we're asking for a longer delay, bigger problems, other issues, all that stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. It really just comes down to like, I'm stoked for the new raid. Um, but like at the moment, I don't know, I haven't been really keeping up with my character and I, I don't want to be, I feel bad. Even though I've got some lovely, lovely people who are happy to let me kind of wander in and out of the raid, but I feel bad at this point because I've yeah, been same. totally slacking and keeping my character cutting edge. Yeah. I don't like being, I don't like being carried like that if I can help not. Yeah. I don't want to feel like I'm, I'm bringing, bringing the group down. Um, so this is interesting because it's a problem other MMOs have to deal with. Obviously they all do. Um, some more than others, the ones that are sort of templated after the Warcraft success model seem to have more trouble with this kind of thing than others. If we look at the other two big you know, if there are three big MMOs in the world right now, and I should say mostly in the Western world, because in China and Korea, all bets are off. There's all kinds of stuff that we don't even know about that's like huge and dwarfs everything we're doing over here. But we look at the big three, uh, World of Warcraft, Final Fantasy 14, and Elder Scrolls Online. Um, Final Fantasy 14 is a really interesting way or annoying way if you want to look at it. Uh, it depends on how you look at it of dealing with this. They have story boosts and they have level boosts in that, in that game. And I actually did one of these to sort of test it out and see what's up. And basically it worked like this. If I wanted to skip an entire chunk of content to get to a newer expansion, they'll let you do that, but you have to pay for a level skip. Okay. So a lot like a boost in wow. And that level skip would let you jump to 60 or 70 or whatever it was. They don't. They don't include one if you get the new expansion or whatever. Like no, uh, no, they don't. It's not part of it. So they they have it as a separate service, and you know that's its own problem. So or, that's more like classic then. Oh yeah, BC. If you want a boost, you got to pay for it. You don't get. We, yeah, that's so right. Because you don't. You're not required to buy TBC Classic. Correct. If you got the the weird digital collection edition thing, that have one, but yeah, that's yeah. its own. That's its own thing. It's its own thing. So it's a little bit weird. It's a little closer to that. But then the other thing in that game is. You only are jumping levels. You're not jumping anything else. So I didn't realize this at first. I, did, I bought the level jump, did it, and then I was in the exact same place I was before. And I was story locked with a dungeon run, public dungeon or something, and I couldn't progress any further in the mainline story. And I'm also 20 levels higher than anything in the world. And I'm like, this is wrong. Something's broken here. Like, this is something's not right. Well, it turns out they got this fishy way of doing it. You also have to buy... If you want to, you can do either either or, but you can buy a story skip 
that you need in conjunction with that, that then takes you as if you learn, it's a book, you learn this book and it tells you all the story up until that new expansion you're aiming for, whatever it is. It's like 11 bucks. It's not expensive or anything, but it was a weird thing to learn. And so they have that way of dealing with, you know, trugging forward on uh, content that you don't, that you want to skip over. Um, But then again, that's also just expansions, right? So it's not like mid game patch and things like that, but they also do things differently in their patches. So it's kind of a hard comparison, but that's how they kind of handle it. I think I might like ESO's approach the most, which is some people don't like this at all, but because the world and the, and the game and you, the character, everybody's scaled to each other in relative uh, scale to each other. So if you're level five and I'm level 50, we can team up and play and no, and no, without jumping through any weird hoops, we can just go and be a group and go fight stuff and, do quests and run content and do whatever. And yeah, that person will have just his low level spills, spells or abilities. And yes, I'll have my maxed out ones, but the damage we're doing has all been scaled to the world so that he's either being scaled up. I'm being scaled down or we're all, it just feels natural. Like, Oh, we're just fighting this dragon and we're doing it together. And we take him down. That's true across the board in that game. And that includes content. So if they drop a patch or a brand new uh, uh, expansion or whatever it is, you can stop whatever it is you're doing at whatever level you're at, doesn't matter, and you can go over there and do the new thing, like immediately. So this new this new Blackwood expansion that just dropped, you can be over there working on your elsewhere stuff, which is two expansions ago, and that drops, and you're like, oh, I want to go check that out like right now. You can. Get on a boat, go to the place, start doing quests in that world. You're at level for whatever you need. So is the gear that's dropping. Everything is is scaled to you, and then... That includes dungeons, that includes raids, that includes all that stuff, uh, PvP included, I believe. Actually, the PvP thing I haven't tried yet, so I, I shouldn't speak to that, but I believe that stuff scaled as well. Anyway, the point is, you go do that stuff. This new expansion has companions, so I went and got those right away. And then if I want, I can put all that on pause and go back to the one I was on or do something from the original or go back, you know, one expansion. Like, I can go anywhere I want in that world anytime. I like that because my... The way my schedule works these these days and just that sort of stuff, it's just easier for me to like go, oh, I'm going to go do a bunch of stuff I feel like doing. Like you can just do what you want to do. And that could be, I just want to fish all day. Great, go fish. I want to go do quests all day. Great, go do that. I want a different kind of questing. So I'm going to go talk to the orcs and see what they're doing in their hometown. Cool. All that content is at your level. And So is it just that you want it to be counting towards leveling up? Well, there's nothing stopping you from just going and doing things elsewhere in World of Warcraft. Well, that's a good point. But the difference is that no matter where I go, even though the world scale to me, it's still it's never just one shotting anything. Does that make sense? Because the world scaled everything. You have to kill it normally. You have to do whatever mm-hmm. the content is in a way that you got to. Okay, yeah, I'm trying to understand and, how much of it is like you feeling rewarded for doing stuff outside of the regular expansion bit. Um Right. I mean, that's a good yeah, question. It's, it's hard. It's hard for me not to my brain to just kind of go and be like, eh, the different games like ESO works very much like an Elder Scrolls game works. Like, yeah, I don't want to I don't want to make direct comparisons. I'm just basically saying, hey, this is how they mitigate this problem that I'm describing. And as it is right now, WoW just doesn't have a way to mitigate it. They don't have a great way of mitigating it. They give you a little bit of boost to renown or they might, you know, take away one barrier or another at a piece at a time or whatever. But they don't have a great way of me just saying. I don't feel like doing any of this stuff in my covenant, so I'd rather just go 
uh, see the, I don't know, whatever it is you want to go see. The problem is that it's just a different kind of game. It's structured differently, and there's probably little that can be done about it. But I think it's a fair question. Like, how do you get people to belly up to the bar who gave up four months ago and say, hey, here's all the, here are the reasons you should come play again that will counter why they left in the first place? And maybe there's just no way to do that. You know, I don't, I don't know. Like, what's the sales pitch? Sales pitch. I mean, I, again, I, I, I think in, in WoW's defense, it's doing about as much as it can. Because um, you're going to, again, you're going to be able to, unless you're really, really undergeared, go do the new zone and go do the new raid once at least Raid Finder opens. Um, so I don't see a huge barrier between the majority of the player base and the new content of 9.1. So people um, either gave up and stopped playing because they were tired of it and don't want to play anymore until new content comes out. Now they'll be back and they'll play and they're excited to come back. There's another category of people who were bored then and will be bored now if they try again. I mean, that's basically it, right? Yeah, to a certain degree. Like if, I, I think if because of the way WoW works, I think if you weren't already enjoying Shadowlands, I don't see why 9.1 would change your opinion. Mm-hmm. What you start to get into that I find interesting with your talk about ESO is just the way that like the 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 con the content of everything that exists within that game is uh, equal, essentially. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Um, which again is is indicative of just how Elder Scrolls games play. Um, but you know, maybe there is something there. We've talked about it before. I, I think the last time this came up was when we got the level squish, right? And we were we could do the chromy leveling because oh, right. you and I both did that, and we're like, wait, we're, we get ripped out of it. Like, there's a timer. Like, you will be ported away mm-hmm. now that you've hit fifty. Congrats! Like, wait, wait, no, I'm in. I'm I'm invested. I want to finish this. Yeah, like basically what you just that's that's exactly the comparison. The chromy leveling in World of Warcraft for alts is what the entirety of ESO is in terms of its progression, or at least I mean, at launch it wasn't. It was it. It was levels and zones that were, you know, too high and too low for you and all that. They changed all that with a giant patch called Tamriel Unlimited at the time. It was years ago. And that just equalized everything. But but basically that leveling experience with Chromie is that very thing. And for whatever reason, that jives with me because I feel like I can just kind of grow with the world, do what I got to do. I know there's there are people that go, it's so cool to walk around a corner and see a place that you're not supposed to be. And everything's way too high and have, you know, skulls on their heads and... If you even aggro something 400 miles away, it's going to come eat you. Like, yes, we all have stories about doing that in Eastern Plague Lands. We all have these stories. And I, I get it. I get that this there's something cool about that. But even Blizzard knows that this scaling thing is is uh, is a valid thing. Because since, um, what was it? I guess Legion. Every game's had some form of this. Legion, all the zones were scaled. And you chose which one to do first. And everything else scaled with you when you went to the next one. So, I didn't like it. I stand by it. I, I will die on that, die on that hill. Interesting. Your zones and, what did you not like and, about that? I'm just curious. What was, it, I, what was the thing? It made... Because well, I like that a lot. And I'm, I'm always shocked when someone tells me they didn't like that. But I, but I get, you know, again, back to my Western Plaguelands, Eastern Plaguelands point. I get that, but that's kind of like a one-off. I guess I'll answer it by saying that I I found the story through questing in Shadowlands more compelling because of the fact that they could tell a narrative in a specific order. Mm. Um, yeah, which is oh, you mean okay? So as far as like I choosing which one to reason- do first, is that kind of what you're getting at? Like, you know what I mean? Like you, if you <laughs> Legion was like, hey, pick one of the four and go for it, and then you just pick it and go. 
This one was linear and said, no, go to Bastion. We're starting there. Okay, now go to... Yeah, Arden, I mean, there's, there. there's, I think, I don't think one is inherently better than the other. I think I tend to prefer the linear approach. Yeah. What I do find interesting, though, is because what you start to get into with, with ESO and being able to kind of go anywhere and do anything, it's kind of because, like, the different places you're going have pretty self-contained stories, which yeah. I do like. Yeah. Which is essentially what was going on in Legion. Each zone had its own self-contained story. Right. That's, that is a positive of that for sure. Um, like, hey, can I say this? Can we just uh, oscillate between the two as the team sees fit? <laughs> because there's <laughs> things I like about both. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't vehemently hate legions, but uh, I did. I did miss accidentally going too far and getting eaten by something I shouldn't have been near. Yeah. <laughs> I did miss that. There's it's something a, about that. It's I also a fine line between telling a linear story and trying to tell a dynamic one. And, Legion tried to do it dynamically. Shadowlands does it very linearly. There, there's benefits to both. Um, there's something in old, like like vanilla WoW too that I like. It was really inefficient in terms of if you wanted to level quickly, but yeah. I loved that there would be quests for zones that could not be further away. Yeah, like you yeah. pick up one quest in Angoro, and it's like go to Winter Spring. Yeah. it's just like, do you? I'm sorry, do you know where Winter Spring <laughs> you is? Know do you know where we are. <laughs> Like, (laughs) are you going to buy my plane ticket? Because it's basically Alaska. Yeah. Um, Is there a blimp in Ungoro I'm unaware of? Because I kind of like that. Like, and and I think so. Like, Old Wow kind of plays with it in an interesting way. In that, like, it's 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 kind of unlinear, but zones do have their kind of like zone specific stories that they play through. But there's also threads that take you from zone to zone to zone. Yeah. Um, and kind of kind of does both, and and there's certainly some of that in in new WoW. But if we're talking about like leveling in general, it seems like it's you have Legion's version of scaling, and you do the zone you want, or you have Shadowlands version of you have a linear leveling experience. Well, it also you gives you it give, a predetermined path. Yeah, and it all, but it also gives you back that linear or that sorry that that scaled thing when you're doing an alt because when you go and you say, well, I'm doing the threaded memories or whatever the hell it's called. Um. Threads of fate. Threads of fate. Then you're back to Legion choosing, right? You're like, I'll go to Maldraxxus first. Okay, cool. And I'm done that. I'll choose to go to Bastion. Yeah, except they, they, don't, they don't let you do the story quest. So you just like kind of got to grind, which yeah. is a little weird. Yeah, but, it's um, a little bit weird. Yeah, I, I mean, having had, having had both experiences, both the, you know, the straight linear experience and then three alts in, uh, you know, in the threaded fate thing, I think the story experience was the best but only when you do it once. <laughs> I don't want to do the same that same thing four times. So I'm glad they offered the other way, even though the other way just feels a little like old school MMO grindy. Because um, in a lot of ways it was. It was like playing EverQuest again or something where it's just like, I got to kill 50 of these. Okay, cool. And then, yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I'm glad it's there as an option. But yeah, I don't think it was the most compelling of systems. But yeah. Yeah, we're, boy, we're bouncing. You're hitting on so many different things for me. I know. You're making my brain go in so these many are directions. All, these are all their own topics almost. We're going to have to remember all yeah, these. Yeah, yeah, man. Like, because there's also, like, I I kind of miss just feeling like a foot soldier in World of Warcraft. Yeah. I, I don't really like being the center of attention, being yeah. like the most important uh, hero in in recent expansions. Well, you won't like uh, you won't like Final Fantasy XIV very much because you, you kind of are at the center of everything in there as well. Well, well Scott, this shouldn't come as a surprise to you. I don't like Final Fantasy 14. No, you much. don't. Although have you know, I don't know if you've noticed this like chat room. Don't tell anybody we're talking about this, but um, a whole bunch of very prominent 
uh, WoW content creators, I've noticed lately, are just to have a lot to say about that game. They're also doing coverage on it, doing content on it. See some stiff, some stuff from T and E over there. Asmo Gold did a whole video about how they do a th- bunch of stuff wrong in WoW, and they should be looking at Final Fantasy for how to do it right. And that's that's pretty intense. That dude's got like an army. Uh, you know, just a little. You've been noticing this just a little bit out there. <laughs> no, because I no. <laughs> I mean, you like uh, what I you like, and I don't. Mind. I haven't, but that doesn't surprise me in the least. That doesn't surprise me in the least. You know, I, 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 it, it makes me think on this podcast that I used to listen to, um, called the Instance that was playing this MMO called Rift <laughs> yeah. and was saying, "Hey, these rifts opening up in the world are really cool. They should do this in World of Warcraft." Yep, and then um, they did. Yeah, it was a good show. I wonder what ever happened to that. I don't guys. know what happened to that. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. Remember that Star Wars one? That was something. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was that was a great idea that definitely had endless potential. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm stoked. I'm stoked to sell for because that's when you and I started. Yeah, we first really uh, met. Somewhat regularly yeah, together. Somewhat. I was, um, <laughs> yeah, so I was so, a guest on that show. So it's obviously a big, complicated uh, kind of question, but I do think it's an interesting um you know, it's interesting stuff kind of under the surface of all of this when we get new patches. I'd love to hear what you at home have to say. The instance at gmail.com is the email address to send your feedback to and let us know what you think about all this. Speaking of emails. Mr. Johnson, I have I have questions. Well, we got an email here from Troy and Tori rather. I don't know why I said Troy. Tori wrote in to the instance at gmail.com and said, so. I just ran a dungeon in WoW and my, or as my level 49 warrior, and I was grouped with a level 10 and 14. The level 10 brewmaster monk was able to pretty much five-shot all the bosses. I tried asking how they were able to do that, but they just said it was because they were so well-geared. Multiple people in the party tried to explain to me how it was possible, but it didn't make sense at all. I'm uh, a level 10 in a BFA dungeon, that was able to literally destroy everything while I was hitting 50 and 50 and 100 or hitting for 50 to 100. I assume they were cheating, but they kept trying to explain to me that it worked as intended. Do you have any experience with anything like this? Either they were cheating or it's easy to do some, uh, or it's easy to do so, or the game is quite literally broken. Thanks for the input. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, if he's just doing dungeon finder and ended up at a level 10 or 14, that sounds like a bug. And and also they're cheating. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't think you're supposed to get grouped like that because the dungeons don't scale. Especially uh, if you BFA chose the same expansion, uh, yes, they do. Do they? Like you, in BFA? You do, if, you, if you do the chromy thing, you can level to 50 in a single expansion. That's how it works. Right. But can you do a dungeon finder and will, will the 10s and 14s scale with the 49 guy? That's my understanding, yes, because he hasn't hit 50 yet, so he's not out of that expansion. I didn't realize they scaled. Yeah. Interesting. Nothing well, about that, this seems strange to me. Okay, well, then that's the answer. It's a scaling. Du- I didn't know BFA had scaling dungeons or the, any of them. I guess it's not just BFA. It's like you're, you're alt-leveling in any unlocked dungeon. But I thought you still were held to such rules as like, that dungeon doesn't open until level 50, and you can't get in there till then. Yeah, my understanding is that it brings everyone up to the highest level member of the team. Interesting. So okay. you, it was it, you were at fault for being level forty nine, <laughs> like right? Is is my understanding of how this is going down? But um, also like I have never paid attention to damage in a leveling dungeon because I'm just trying to burn through it. So in terms of like the numbers looking weird, I have no idea what to tell you. Yeah, that Tori. that part's I pretty really weird. Don't know. 
Yeah, that part's pretty weird. But saying they've, you know, he five shots all the bosses. Well, the other thing to keep in mind, Benjen says in the chat as well, if these things are truly scaling, these lower level characters don't have all their abilities yet. You don't just suddenly get those in this dungeon. So when they're in there fighting, uh, they are hitting harder with less stuff than you are with your level 49. Now, as far as him hitting 51 to 100, that sounds in line with the squish. And I'll bet their their numbers were close to that as well. You're just, he's just confused about why they were so close. But that's what it is. It's their scaled dungeons. I didn't realize we did that, or that that worked. I thought that was yeah. all hosed. Yeah, that, that's that's part of that. Or I thought it was level gated because if you were in that in that system, I understand them being them being scaled. But if you're a ten, you shouldn't be allowed in the same dungeons as the forty nine, right? Yeah, the whole thing scales. That's how it works. Yeah, but what I no, I don't mean that they don't scale. I'm saying even in Threads of Fate or whatever, the Chromie business, it tells you at certain levels when certain dungeons are available to you. Before that, they're not available to you. So you still are you're still held to those leveling rules. Like, well, I can't open I can't go to Scarlet Monastery till twenty, as an example. But then once you get in there, sure, you a low twenty and somebody a level fifty could play in there together because it's scaled. But but everybody has to the entire crew has to be over the limit that Scarlet Monastery requires. I don't think it works that way anymore. It must not. It must not. All right. I, well, I, I have I have no idea because I I don't who is clicking vanilla as their <laughs> as their leveling experience by the way. So oh I don't my I don't gosh. know. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't um, do that. Somebody does, but it ain't me. I can tell you that much. Yeah, because if, if I'm going to do that, it's going to be, uh, cl- I'll just go play, play classic. Yeah, why not do it the old way if you're going to do it the old way? I agree. Yeah, yeah. antisocial in the chat room saying everything scales to you, uh, and dungeon locks are only a thing in Shadowlands content now. I missed that. Wow. That is, right. that is my understanding of how it works. Okay. So no longer are you held to, uh, see, that? I like that. Make it easier to get in there. No reason to block people out. Don't gate that. Get it, let them in. This is a good, actually turned out to be a better email for today's topic than I expected. Well done, Tori. Uh, if you have a question, thought, feeling, or a statement, and you'd like to share it with us, send it to theinstance at gmail.com. And before we go, Garrett, we always like to go around the table and see what else is going on in and around our lives. Do you have anything going on that people should like catch up on, watch, or see, or consume? Uh, yeah, man. Um, couple of things. I figured it's probably as good a time as ever to remind people that I do art on the side and you can find it over at nomoonart.com. So if you need some graphic design or whatever, you should go check it out. Um, Scott, I don't know if you know this. I did, I did album art for this, like this, this, this little podcast. It's, you know, maybe you heard of it. Uh, world's greatest con. Oh, was that you? I didn't realize. Yeah, I did the album art for that, and I was drinking my morning coffee um, and checking out Pocket Cast Trending, and it's the number one trending podcast in the world, and I'm seeing something that I worked on for a week in Photoshop as the number one thing, which is just super cool. So huge congrats uh, to Brian Brushwood and uh, Justin Robert Young on all their work on that damn show, Um, and I can't thank them enough for asking me to do the artwork because now, uh, damn, (laughs) I've never seen anything I've worked on that high, so that's really cool. Yeah. but yeah, if you're out there, you need some artwork done, check out nomoonart.com. Um, and if the, the mention of Here's the Storm getting a new patch this week piqued your interest, you should go listen to Into the Nexus because yeah. Kyle and I have a hot new episode up, breaking right. down the whole damn patch for you. That's awesome. I'm just looking at the uh, whoops, looking at the uh, the or the Apple Podcast charts right now. They are trending at number five. 
in the history category. And then I noticed on Pocket Cast, they were like number one. Uh, and they're killing it with this thing. It's very good. People should listen to it. It's fantastic. And also, I remember when I saw it first, I went, oh, man, cool art. That was my very first thought. So, Garrett, I had no idea it was you. Congratulations. Well done. I, well, really, you, I really like it. That kind of crunchy, like your your album cover got mushed in the move crinkle thing you got going there. I was specifically told, make it look pulpy. It's very pulpy. It's perfect. I really like it. Well done. Uh, okay. That's going to do it for us. Thank you all for being here. Uh, if you want all that E3 coverage, did a ton of it over on the core podcast. You can find that at frogpants.com slash core or just search for it on Google. You'll find it. It's also anywhere you get your podcast. And if you're a lover and listener of this show, you can support us at the instance.net An instance plus member gets lots of extra things, including rad stuff in the mail. Speaking of art, Garrett did a, a card back for the print we send out every month. Art for me on one side and Garrett's awesome card back sort of hearthstone inspired on the back uh, with our name on it. So go check it out. More details at the instance.net and follow us on Twitter. I'm at Scott Johnson. You can find Garrett at Garrett art and more shows like this at frogpants.com uh, instant show for the, uh, for the instance, by the way, that's going to do it for us. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com.